Time is running out for the planet Earth. It's impervious to all voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. Fun, fun, fun! Yes, that's nice. Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's very important. It does not go you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Geek Challenge Hair. I'm Daniel Pickett. I'm Jason Lindsay. And here we are at episode 90. 90? 90. 9-0. That's shocking to me. It really is. That means... I, I completely agree. That means two things. Yeah. Two concrete, solid facts here. Okay. First, that means we're only seven episodes away from 100. A big. Uh, and two, how the yes. hell have we been able to sit and chat for 90 episodes about stuff and keep getting new listeners and not have turned everybody off? That, that's a good question. It just, I mean, I can't think of anything that I've wanted to do for 90 weeks. I can think of it. Wait, wait a hey. second. Um, no, and you know, far as I know from some feedback that I get from uh, certain people, I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of podcasts that do weekly. We've talked about this before, and I, I'm not that familiar with the landscape. But uh, right. like those James Bond guys, like you, you, you told me about the um, James Bonding. Is that what James Bonding? Yeah. Yes. And no offense yeah. to them. I, I, I. I think I got through about 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the first episode about Dr. No with Paul F. Tompkins. Right. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't do any more. I was done. Huh? Um, huh? Is that a weekly thing? Do they do that every single week? Uh, I don't know if they I, – I would suspect they would try and spread it out more because they've got a finite topic to discuss. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I need to But there are there are some other, you know, folks that do things weekly. Yeah, I just in the in the podcast world. It seems to be either kind of just sporadic with with people on a schedule or like once a month kind of thing. Well, like the the guy at Coverville, Brian Ibbett, he does it twice a week. Jeez, really? He does it Tuesday and Thursday. He puts together an episode. Is he talking the whole time? But that's mostly songs though, right? Yeah, it's kind of a DJ format where he talks in between, right? You know, groups and all. But I mean, no. he's still putting together. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's still a lot of work and a lot of effort. So yeah, yeah. kudos to him. But that and he's getting up there. I think he's almost at episode one thousand. Jeez. Yeah. Now look, that doesn't mean we're gonna try to take a page out of his book and start doing this twice a week. <laughs> no, no, we're they're not. definitely gonna get sick of us if we do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, so episode ninety. So yeah. let's make it a good one. We got a lot. October seems to be a very, very busy month with a lot going on in pop culture here and there and lots of announcements and things. So let's, let's get to what we're excited about. Well, first, let, let's just say we're recording this on Wednesday, October 9th. Yes. You know, we'll, we'll put it up on Monday the 14th. But today uh, would have been John Lennon's 73rd birthday. That's right. The Beatles are something very near and dear to uh, to your heart. I enjoy them a great deal, too. So it feels like we should at least... Uh, mark that uh, on this episode. Yes, well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I think we should too. I think maybe we'll we'll dedicate this one to, to John Lennon. We'll make him listener of the week for for his birthday. So that's perfect. John Lennon is our listener of the week for episode nine. Happy birthday, John! 
Um, yeah, that, by the way, if we just keep making like dead people, like listener of the week and stuff, that's going to make my job so much easier than like having to go and find who's commented on stuff. Right. Each week, so, well, yeah. we could just make that a new running thing. Let's be, it's, it's let's only, be clear. John isn't, yes. John isn't dead. He's just, oh, he's just okay. unavailable. <laughs> Is that right? That's all. Yes. He's, he's still with us in spirit. Um, but that'll, that'll bring me, uh, that'll be a nice segue into my, my, what I'm excited about, which I'm sure some people can probably guess already, but okay. let's, uh, let's get right to it. Cause we got lots to, lots to hit. Yes. So my what I'm excited about, uh, I kind of talked about both these, but they're both coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, the, the two new games that I'm really looking forward to playing are Batman Arkham Origins. comes out uh, third week of October. Yeah. I guess technically it'd be the fourth week because October's got six weeks in it, five weeks, six weeks, five weeks. Seven. Five weeks. Uh, and then uh, also the Marvel superhero Lego game. Uh, are both going to be coming out kind of in the same week, so uh, I'm going to be unavailable for a while. So you've got, I'm just going to be playing games. You've got a fresh box of fresh diapers and a catheter. That's right. And uh, you know, pudding and lots yes. of you got. I can just picture you in the, um, you know, those those hats they wear at the football games with the beer in either side of the hat and the yep. straws. I just picture you yep. with that kind of getup, uh, you know, and blinders on, like on either side of your eyes, so no one can. But the, I, I will have a full Batman cowl on too. That that hat will then sit on top. of. Yeah, I remember the time. I remember the the, the month that you tried it with the gloves too, and it just became too cumbersome. So no, that didn't work at all. Cowl, you can't get the the rapid fire. Yeah, draw the line at the cowl. I think that's that's plenty. So that yeah, that both. is that is about to hit, or it's yeah. I think they're like the twenty second and twenty fifth or so. Which means you won't be available until like the third of November. That's that's right. Yeah, pretty much. Now, do, do you yeah. do you play these uh, solo, or are these things that Abby uh, join, is already familiar with because you guys have played these games previously together, and then she joins you on, or, or are you just on your own? No, for Lego, most definitely we'll be playing together. It's a great. All those Lego games are terrific two-player games. Okay, and uh, you know they're they're just the right amount of. You know, the puzzle solving where you need someone that's very analytical and logical and the other person that goes, well, what if you push on that? Uh-huh. You know? So we work very well together in that uh, in that regard. But how so. do you how do you know who's going to do what? Uh, well, a lot of time it, it, they've they started evolving a bit uh, somewhere around. I think it might have been Lego Indiana Jones 2 <laughs> or it might have been the first Lord of the Rings. OK where they'll actually sometimes they'll send the characters off on two different missions and it's split screen at one point and you have to uh to go and do separate things and then you come back together but uh you it's you know it's it's pretty organic now with whoever's kind of closest kind of wanders over and does everything cuz i mean with those games you have to kind of attack everything to find everything mm-hmm. if you're going to play them through to 100% you know you can just kind of meander through and do all the levels and you know play through all the story and get done and have a grand time. Mm-hmm. But if you're really determined to, to find everything and uh, get every character, get every brick, mm. you know, uh, then it, that takes some doing that takes some hours. Wow. Damn. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. That'll keep you, that'll keep you busy. Well, will. Uh, as probably suspected, if anybody out there is, um, uh, paying attention to new releases music-wise. Um, when, this, when this episode airs, tomorrow morning, 
the next morning, Tuesday morning, the 15th, is it? Yes. Uh, Paul McCartney's new record is going to drop, as the kids say. Um, there is a, a, a two different versions, uh, and one of them is a deluxe version that's got like two or three extra tracks. The album is called New. It's his new record, and the album is called New. And the single that's been making the rounds is also called New. And I mentioned it a while back on the on the show um, when it sort of premiered, and how much I loved it because it was very very Beatlesque, very Penny Laneish. Um, so it's, it's a, a great track and some of the early reviews I'm reading are, are very positive. It's the first all new, uh, new tracks, you know, album that he's done in about six years. I think he did one a couple years ago that was him doing a bunch of old, you know, big band sort of standards with a couple of originals on there. But this is the first one in like six years. And, um, they say that there's some great, you know, pushing of the envelope, uh, in, in, in some ways. And there's actually two other tracks that have made their way onto YouTube because he's done, he did a concert in Vegas like a week or two ago, I think. And then he played this great stuff from Jimmy Kimmel. He, he did Jimmy Kimmel live. Uh, oh yeah. Did that outside. Oh, the footage was amazing. I had no idea they were doing this. They shut down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard and there just were buckets of people. Um, and that was, that was cool, but there's a couple of tracks that are, that are also out there. One is called everybody out there. And the other track is called save us. The second one, save us in particular, I think is fantastic. Very much, um, very much a throwback to late sixties Beatles, um, mid seventies wings. If you like that sort of thing, if you like McCartney, um, but you know, like I say, the guy's 71, uh, he doesn't need to do anything. He doesn't, doesn't need to walk out the door in the morning. But he clearly continues to do this stuff because he loves it. And, you know, with these guys, like we were we were talking about before, about the ages of some of these guys and Harrison Ford reaching a certain age or McCartney and, and what have you and, you know, how old Lennon would be if he were alive. And it's like there for a lot of this stuff, there's no cutoff. You know, for, for the actors, you know, Certain people have, you know, retired before they they died or are retired now because uh, they've sort of are done with it. Um, and, and clearly, you know, parts change, uh, roles that that they would have taken 20 years ago. They're either not getting offered or they're smart enough to know they shouldn't do, or whatever. But with music, it's it's funny because, you know, a lot of these guys are are from the generation, you know, just after the explosion, just after the birth of it. And yep. there's there you know we don't have anything to really compare it to so there's no there's no retirement age really there's no cutoff that's still you know the guys in in front of guys like McCartney and Bob Dylan you know the the the, the guys in front of them would be like Jerry Lee Lewis who just not too long ago put a new record out um, Little Richard I suppose if he was still recording you know new material I mean there's only a handful of those guys left. But they're the generation just before, you know, the Beatles. Uh, but for the Beatles generation, these guys, you know, as long as they're still doing interesting stuff, uh, I don't see why they should they should hang it up. Uh, the Stones, that's another you know, example everybody always rolls out. Anyway, uh, the stuff I've heard is fantastic. I can't wait. I'm just excited by the 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 thought of new songs. He's still coming up with new melodies and writing new songs and putting out new records. I just, one day that's not going to happen anymore. 
And I want, I'm just as excited as I was when I was, you know, seven or eight years old to get the new McCartney and Wings single or whatever. So, uh, and I don't think we need to guess uh, which of the two versions you've pre-ordered, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, got, <laughs> I think anyone that's listened to an episode. Yes, I got the deluxe uh, version. Uh, right. It's funny, though, because I, 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 this happens to me like once a year, maybe twice a year. Because of things like this, or I'll, I'll read a new you know, article or interview or something, it'll get me on this Beatle kick and I'll, you know, want to put in the Beatles anthology DVDs, even though I've seen it a thousand times or put in certain movies or whatever. And, um, so I've been, I've got a Kindle, I've got an Amazon Kindle. And so I've been loading up with new Beatles books that I either haven't read or don't have, you know, or hadn't heard of. Um, and one of them I started reading, this will tell you when you got a problem. I started reading this book, and I, I got about, I don't know, four or five chapters into it before yeah. I sort of said to myself, I realized, you know, I've read this book before. You're, you've become your mother. I have become my mother. I, I am, that's, that's the story you keep telling about your mom. It's true. And, and when, for me, it's, it must be Beatle books where it's like, oh, crap, I already know all this stuff. I, I read this two years ago. Um, so, so, yeah, so they are uh, – they are it for me. And there was something else related to this that I was going to mention as well that had to do – I think I talked about the BBC stuff that was coming out. But there was – oh, there was a, this interesting thing I read because um, this will come back to another topic this week, which is Monty Python and that stuff. Uh, there was a, a film announced a couple of years ago now, which I think is happening because they've – it's still – you know they still talk about it online and um, a one sheet has just leaked that's, that's out online called – I think it's called absolutely everything is what it's called. Absolutely anything. And it's, it's, uh, all the pythons except for Eric Idle are in it doing voice work. Um, CGI playing CGI uh, aliens in this movie. And then Robin Williams is voicing a dog that apparently talks to the aliens and is the smartest one in the, in the film. But the lead I just read is Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, interesting. He's playing okay. lead, and it's something to do with these aliens uh, are are exploring the Earth in some ways, and they they manage to um, communicate with Cumberbatch's character. He's a he's a teacher, and he gets these powers from the the aliens, and he's learning how to use them and do different things. And it's obviously it's a comedy, but I didn't realize that Cumberbatch was involved. But apparently he's. He's doing it. And Gemma, is it Gemma or Gemma Arterton? You know her? Oh, yeah. She's yep. in it as well. Okay. Um, but there's no, I can't find any stills or any other behind-the-scenes stuff, but apparently it's happening, and uh, Cumberbatch is part of it. Um, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, Bernie Cumberbatch plays Sherlock in the, in the BBC version of Sherlock and uh, is also was um, – sorry – was in Star Trek Into Darkness – playing a character called Richardson. What was he called? Uh, John something? Something, yeah. John Smith or whatever? Uh, you've, you've seen it three more times than I yeah, have. Yeah, but so. you remember the Harrison. John Harrison, I think he was playing. Something like uh, that. And also Smaug. He's he is Smaug, yep. Smaug. And uh, right now he's playing the, the, the WikiLeaks guy. Yes, that's right. In that new movie that's opening. Um, Jillian, Jillian Sands? Jillian Yes. L'Assange. Yeah. 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 So he's playing, he's dyed his hair a ridiculous color and is playing that. Yep. He's a, he's a hot ticket, that fella. 
Um, so yeah, so that's what I'm excited about. So what else is going on this week? Well, this is something I don't know if you got a chance to see it. It it popped up online very briefly, and you know, uh, with a lot of these things, uh, they sort of pop up, and once the genie's out of the bottle, you you can't put it away again. But this got taken down pretty quickly, and I haven't seen it pop up too much yet. But it was a costume designer mm. that worked on the Wolverine. Okay. That uh, actually did some pieces of armor that looked like his sort of classic costume. Oh, really? No, the hat with the wings. I, and, I still yeah. haven't seen the, the film either. So, okay, let's let's just make sure that we don't get any spoilers in here. Well, I mean, it does not appear anywhere in the film, right? And no one knew that there was any scene that related to that. But I mean, the mask is—it was yellow, but you know, sort of dead on to what you think of his. His uh, his cowl and his mask in the comics is, and some gauntlets, and and I think maybe some shoulder pads. Wow. So all, almost kind of looking like that '90s Wolverine. What was that? Uh, and it got it got pulled down really quickly, and uh, everywhere that that it was, and uh, so just kind of interesting, you know. I don't know if that's something they'll save for Days of Future Past, or if we'll ever see him in that sort of classic comic book costume or not. But uh, at least we know it it was someone's thought at one point that he would wear that costume in the Wolverine. That's funny. Speaking of yeah. uh, Days of Future Past, have you seen the advanced one-sheets for that yet? Uh, where they've got the actors' faces sort of split with the X? Yeah. Yeah, those are great. Oh, I think that's genius. And it's done... Yeah. It's just done so well. You know, it's such a great little mashup. Uh, yeah. Those are... And those are... Isn't that... Does that come out next summer? Is that is that the deal? I don't know what the release date on that is. I'll have to look that up. Because it's kind of... Maybe it's not, but it seems kind of early for an advanced sheet like that. But uh, I love them; they're super cool. Uh, Did you see the uh, Godzilla footage that yes. that leaked out? Yes, I that did. got pulled down everywhere too. Oh, but, did it? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm glad I saw it then. I, it took me about a uh, almost a day and a half to finally find somewhere that still had it up. That was cool. And actually, I just talked about this with someone else. Probably one of the most, if not the greatest monster sounds in history is that Godzilla noise. Yeah. Like it, once you hear it, you just, you know what I mean? It's, it's as iconic as the, as the creature. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You hear that and you know exactly what, what's coming. And I just, I love that, that, that has been a constant in all the, the films, regardless of who's doing them or what he looks like. They use that roar. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very- Days of future past is going to be May of 2014. Okay. So maybe it's not, I guess that makes sense. They'd have posters out yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, so so Wolverine, that's coming out soon, I think, on DVD, speaking of. And I think there is coming out in some special edition set where all the, the X-Men and Wolverine movies will be all together on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. And I think it comes with like a, a Wolverine claw or something or some kind of special packaging that's like... You can open your letters and stuff, open your mail. Adamantium or something, and then right. big claw. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, speaking of Wolverine, actually, that's one of the things I found this week. Uh, I found a new Marvel Universe uh, figure. I think is new, because I certainly haven't seen it before. But uh, maybe it's just kind of new, and I've just never seen the damn thing. Um, okay. It's Astonishing Wolverine. So the Astonishing X-Men... Uh-huh. that Joss Whedon did, uh, yep. that that Wolverine in the yellow outfit, you know? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen it out and about. Uh, I've seen the figure of uh, Beast, which is from Astonishing. I believe it's from Astonishing. It certainly looks like it's that design that Frank Quitely. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of my favorite books, that that run that Whedon did. I thought it was just brilliant. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of a cool figure, too. Yeah, I found some. Uh, uh, finally, it's just it seems like there I haven't there hasn't even been a need to go look at retail for so long. Yeah, uh, I finally found some new stuff too, and I found some of that Wave Five of Marvel Universe. I actually found all of them except for Mysterio. I can't find I found, that either. Yeah, I found Abomination. You know, I saw the Captain America. I didn't get that uh, cloak from Cloak and Dagger. Uh-huh. You know, like uh, Ghost Rider. There was a bunch in that wave, so I found all of them except for Mysterio. Well, there's a. I saw a Colossus <clears throat> as well. They're 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 re-releasing or they're releasing a Colossus that is in that wave, the Iron Man, uh, you know, Marvel Knights wave. Yeah. And it's different than the one that's in the two pack with Juggernaut. And it's, okay. It's slightly different than the one that got released a long time ago. You know when they used to put those little files inside the, the packaging? Yep, yep. Uh, I think they did one way back then, but this one's different. It's, it's, a, it's a different paint job, much darker more, and more details, kind of. Okay. Um, but uh, it's very different than the one that's in that two-pack that came out. Huh. Those are still fun figures. There's not a lot that I, that I think are, are, are cool out there these days, but th- those, I think they do a pretty good job with those. It's one of those lines that I... I didn't think I would pick up, you know, initially, because we all were so used to the Marvel Legends size. Of things. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's a there's a line that I haven't seen at retail. I haven't seen a new. I know there's a new wave of Marvel Legends that has like Scarlet Spider and, you know, Build Rocket Raccoon. You know that that thing. Yep. I've never seen that at retail. Who's the guy from? Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the the green guy with the knives. Oh, yes, yeah. That that was from that... That first wave that or second wave or something? Yeah, that was way back. They, they, He's at every Toys R Us ever. They seem to have made 17 Grax copies of him. Drax. Yeah. They made 17 copies of him for every one of another character, it seems. Yeah. Because he's everywhere. They can't, they can't give him away. Yeah, I mean, I finally saw, like, most of the Hitmonkey wave at retail. I got it off Amazon Never you know, saw long this. ago, but, yeah. Never saw that. I before. finally saw those come out. But, yeah, the Rocket Raccoon, I've heard people have it, but no, I've never I, seen it. I actually found, or I saw, I didn't get it, but I saw the Scarlet Spider figure at Golden Apple. They had that one, so they must have gotten the whole wave, uh, okay. the whole series. But that's the only place I've, I've seen anything. Um, you almost think that they're just not going to get them anymore. You know, they don't, yeah. if they don't have, if none of those stores we're talking about have them, Toys R Us and Target, they don't have them. Maybe they're they're never going to show up. Those way. Well, I'm hoping you know holiday resets are coming. Like Toys R Us just reset all their action figure aisles, moved a bunch of stuff around, so they're finally starting to get some new stuff. Oh, uh, also found like the uh, Avengers Assemble. The you know there's two different versions of that. There's the kind of crappy. Not crappy, but lesser paint, lesser articulation. Yeah, they're like six dollar figures, yeah. and then there's the more expensive. I love that those are out, uh, by the way. I love yeah. that there's a six dollar action figure out there for kids that you know 
collectors can get obviously too, but there's nothing out there for like five or six bucks, you know, that, that caliber, that level of character. So I love that those are out there, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. So I found the the more expensive ones, and I you know the whole wave really, and I picked up the the Red Skull and the Falcon and the Black Widow of that, yeah. just knowing that those would be the toughest to grab. The Red Skull is a cool figure, I think. Yeah, he really is. It's 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 right out of the comic book. I love that that thing. Uh, what I did find because I, I I was at a Walgreens, so I never go to, but I happened to be at a Walgreens, and you I remembered. You wrote something, I think it was you, wrote something on AFI about the Walking Dead new wave of figures being at Walgreens. Correct, yeah. It was such an odd thing because I, you know, I know that they, they carry uh, you know, toys, but it's never more than a few pegs. So I thought it was so odd. Um, and so I just thought, oh, I'm just going to go look. And there they were. Um, but I didn't, the only one I picked up was uh, the governor. Okay. Because I wanted that. And here's a little horror story. Um, this is a McFarlane, right? Is it McFarlane? That's correct. Yep. Uh-huh. And these are, uh, right now, they're carrying the TV show versions of Walking Dead. That's right. Because they're doing both the comic and the TV show. Right. These are the ones I'm talking about, the TV show ones. With At Walgreens, <laughs> there's an exclusive uh, Rick. character. Rick character. Rick without his hat. Without his hat. Um, which apparently they've taken and put in the packaging for the kid because he's got the hat. Uh, right. But the governor comes with two different heads. Yeah. He comes with the both eye head and he comes with the eye patch head. That Spoilers. Uh, say again? Spoilers. Well, I didn't say how he's got an eye patch. I'm just you can't kidding. miss the pictures. So he's got an eye patch so you can just, you know, pop him off and pop it back on. I right. pop off the the two eye head, and it, it the head comes off, but the pe the ball is still inside the head, and Ooh. then the peg and the ball on the other half of the piece are stuck inside the neck, so I had to scrape that out, <laughs> and Ooh. and uh, put on the eye patch head, which is the head I wanted it to have anyway, but. Sure. Yeah. No more swapsies. Can't can't be swapping his head. So literally no. got it out of the package, one little move and broken. In fact, that's the second story I've told about it. Was it a McFarland figure I talked about last time that, that broke? Like right out of the packaging? Or was it Mattel? I feel like it was Mattel. Yeah, I think it was a Mattel. That. I think it was. It was like a Batman or something. Yeah. Um anyway, and I'm not that strong, people. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm not that strong. Labby little baby. Um, yeah, I actually found uh, at Toys R Us when I was there this weekend, I found the comic book version of the Governor figure oh, yeah. at Toys R Us. But some punk kid had sliced open the bubble and taken out two of the weapons. Little bastard. Yeah, so I passed on that. They only had one. They had one Governor and they had like 17 pennies. That, you know, that if that figure wasn't like $18, I'm, I would get it. Just for the accoutrements, you know, just for the the, penny? the aquarium, yeah, yeah, just for yeah. the aquarium and all the accoutrement that comes with it. Um, oh. So there's that. Um, let's talk about something else, if we can. We can okay. still talk. All right, about I'll let you. You got some toy stuff. You you picked up some other stuff, didn't you? Well, the, the other thing I found was the new wave of Walking Dead Mini Mate Series Four. Right. So I got those, which I was very excited by. Very cool. And then online, things that I ordered, uh, I got my 
12-inch Gentle Giant Kenner-esque Bosk? You mean the the, the 12-inch version of the 1980 Bosk, Kenner Bosk? Yes. Yes. Yep. I got him. And uh, just I I, I saw a post on Facebook the other day uh, about the FX show, that show in Florida. Okay. uh, That they do every year and uh, said that, you know, they're looking at it. It's coming up. It's going to be like in November. And I clicked on their website and uh, there was something about a, a, a Pez exclusive. And I have a couple of friends that collect Pez, so I clicked on it. And one of the things they were selling was that Greatest American Hero 8-inch Mego figure from 2007. What? Yeah, they still have some. No way. It was like, you know, I think it was $70, is it, but is I it, think it was about, that's what it was, like 60 bucks. Is it only, you can only get it if you go to the to the show, or can you? No, they're selling these things online right now uh, in an attempt to help fund the show, it said. No way. Yeah. Well, I might have to look into that because, A, I'd love to get another one, um, and B, I'm happy to help fund such things. Yeah. You know. So I, I never got the the regular version in the costume. I got the right the rarer version that has the costume under his school clothes. Where is the Where is that convention? Uh, it's in Florida. Yes. But if you want to if you want to check it out, it's fxshow.com. Huh. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. Um, speaking of stuff to pick up and moving on, you know, us getting older and everybody moving on and getting older. Um, uh, now you're just making me sad. There also is a new Blu-ray that just got released, which is the Blu-ray version of Monty Python's Meaning of Life. Oh, yes. Uh, it occurred to me as I was making the purchase that I probably have had this on six different formats in six different ver- – I think I had the VHS. I think I had a Laserdisc version. I've had – this is the third – DVD that I've had now because there was a, a 20th anniversary that came out in 2003 and there was an, a, a version before that that I had. Well, now this is the Blu-ray version. And, you know, every time, well, most of the time, except for the Rocketeer, when they put out a new edition of something or a Blu-ray version or something, there's a few new extras. Usually they just scoop up everything from the previous release and tack on a few things. Sometimes there's more than a few things, but generally it's just a, a handful of things. So I wanted yeah. to have it on Blu-ray anyway, because I've got all the Python stuff uh, already. Um, but it had this, I thought it might have been sort of a, a trick, like this was footage from something else, and they just put it on. But it's a thir- they said 30th anniversary reunion, you know, sit down with the five surviving Pythons. Now, I thought they oh, were talking about the 30th anniversary of the group, which would have been a few years ago, uh, you know, when, when, um, uh, what's the, what's the network I'm thinking of? It's, I'm drawing a complete blank, not Sundance, but something else. Uh, in the IFC, IFC did the, that miniseries. Uh, but they're referring to the 30th anniversary of the movie, which made me go, Oh, oh God, 30 years ago, this movie came out. Anyway, if you're a Python fan and you're a completist, you're probably going to get this anyway. But if you're a fan and you you want to see these guys? You know it's it's funny because they they always talk about generally that when they do the interviews for whatever DVD is coming out or anniversary stuff or what have you, they're being interviewed separately and it's being put together you know at a later date or whatever. But they always talk about how much fun they have being together. 
whether they'd ever, you know, you know, collaborate again or sit down and try to write something as a group again probably would never happen. But they do love each other's company and they, they tend to have a, a great time when they do when they are able to get together. This thing proves it. When you watch this extra, it's Terry Jones, Michael Palin, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam are together in a room. And then Eric Idle, you know, it's like it's like 10 a.m. or something in London where they are. And then Eric Idle is back here in L.A. via, you know, satellite or Skype or whatever. And it's like 3.34 in the morning where he is. They are, they are having such a great time. Just the, the you know, just the whether it's talking about politics or ridiculous laws or crazy things they hear about in the press or just reminiscing about making the film, but but even better, all the stuff that didn't make it into the film, that they're each kind of remembering different things and just laughing. They're just, they're just having the best time. They're just making them each other laugh. And it's really, really cool to see because you generally, like I say, in all the Python stuff that I have, you don't really see them together in a room like that, you know, riffing off each other and, and ribbing each other and stuff. And it's a, yeah. it's a really, really cool extra. If, if, if you're on the fence about picking up the Blu-ray and you're a Python fan, I would say grab it because it's, it's really cool to see them, uh, you know, with that kind of energy. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, it was really, it's, it's, it's cool. And, you know, it's, a, it's probably the most hit or miss of any of the stuff that they did, uh, Meaning of Life. But there's some gems in there. There's some really good stuff in that movie still. Not a date movie cool. by any means, but well, not a what? Not, not a date movie by any means. <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, I suppose not much of Python is, but certainly not Meaning of Life. I wouldn't wouldn't make that a first date. Yeah, I just, I just saw like a press release or something that was talking about uh, the 30th anniversary of uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Wow! Like that doesn't seem possible either. Oh no, God, that's crazy. That's crazy. But do you remember how mental people were for those Cabbage Patch dolls? Oh, they punched their grandma for Oh, it. my God. They were just like – I mean, don't you think that – wouldn't you say that that sort of – I mean, I can't think of what would have come before that where you would have that kind of madness. I think that really started the mad – you know, from that we got, you know, Tickle Me Elmo and we got Furbies and whatever else – the people. Power Rangers was the other big one. Was that was it the same kind of thing happened at retail with Power Rangers? Yes. Do you, so you, you're talking about like the initial burst of toys that came out in the U.S. That's right. Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. When I so that's going to be what early '90s. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember that madness, but it was because because the Power Rangers show, in one form or another, has been going from from <laughs> Japan since like 1903. Four. That's right. And, yes. and so when the toys hit over here and Bandai imported them, they weren't they just basically repackaging of of all the stuff that had already hit in Japan, sort of. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they and they had them in I think two different scales. There was kind of that nine inch figure, that hard plastic figure, and those were the, in the triangle boxes, and that's what everyone's really going bananas for. Okay. And then they had like four inch figures that I think, I think I can't remember if the initial ones transformed or not, where they had kind of these big bulky chests and you could flip it over to either the human head or the helmeted head. But Jason Geyer uh, has told the story many times. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. Uh, he was working at a Toys R Us 
that holiday season when those came out and uh, had a mother offer herself uh, to render services what? If, if he could dig them up. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What year was this? Uh, what, what did we say, 90, 91? She's still around, this lady? <laughs> I don't know. I'll see if I can get her number. <laughs> Send that over. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. But what a great, what a heartwarming toy story. It really is. Heartwarming. Nothing quite like the holidays. Nothing, nothing makes you think of the holidays than your mom servicing a stranger. Yeah. For toys, for you. Speaking of uh, big, hunky plastic toys and figures, uh, yes. uh, Hasbro has been doing this thing. With, I have to say, I kind of have a soft spot for these things. I don't know why. I think part of it is because they remind me of the old Remco figures, but they're doing those 12 inch versions of you know Captain America, movie Iron Man, the Hulk, Avengers. You know they get this Avengers Assemble, you know comic versions, and they're those 12 inch figures with literally like you know five to seven or eight points of articulation. Uh, and, the, and and they're just plastic, just that light plastic, you know what I mean? It's, it's yep. a different plastic than the action figure plastic. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, have you seen the new set at Target? Uh, I don't know that I have. There is it. Because there are Star Wars ones, too. Right. This is, this is a marble set. It is a giant box. It is a box... Uh, I don't know, like, like the Batcave kind of box, like a big window box. And in the set is the Hulk, Wolverine, Captain America with the shield, Spider-Man, uh, a blue Iron Man, like a stealth Iron Man, you know, okay. and then, yep. like the Mark II Iron Man, the all silver Iron Man. Uh-huh. So everything, ex- so, well, I shouldn't say everything, but most, of, so the two Iron Man would be the exclusives to this box because those haven't been released in another form. But it's, oh. it's like 50 bucks, so there's like six figures, you know, for the price of um, five. Um, no, that, yeah, that's right, because they're only like 10 or 12 bucks each, I think. That's right, they're yeah, pretty, they're 10 bucks. Yeah, $10 figures. Um, so that just came out. I thought that was kind of a neat thing if, if you were so inclined. You're going to have to get a bigger bathtub if you're going to buy those. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, got a, I got the Captain America, and... Um, I got, I think I got that first Spider-Man that came out somewhere because it was just so odd. I thought it was such a strange figure. Um, oh, and also the other thing that I saw at Walgreens, which is very strange to me, that again, all the toy, you know, the Toys R Us's and all the, the Targets, they must have just said no way to the. <laughs> she had to walk into mine. Right. The Walgreens had um, newer GI Joe figures from the movie. Oh, okay. You know, ones that, that you haven't seen at retail. There's like another wave, like wave two or three or whatever it is, of movie G.I. Joe figures that I think maybe only Walgreens is getting. Maybe they're the only ones who cared to order them. I don't know. Or maybe they're just getting them first, like The like the Walking Dead. I think they've been around because you can find them online, you know, like Amazon type stuff. But uh, they're, they're certainly not at anywhere at retail other than no. that. So, yeah, so there's all that. Um, TV-wise, have you seen any of Hello, Ladies? Uh, yeah, I saw both episodes of that. And it's What'd fun. you think? It's, it's fun. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was I'm good. Like, it was pretty much what I yeah. expected. It's you not what? like, you know, I was, I was, I really looked forward to every episode of, like, Family Tree. 
Oh, see, I I tried that. I only did two episodes and I gave up. Oh, I thought that was a delightful show. I just didn't think it was that funny. I didn't I didn't think it worked very well. Um, but this one you're saying is is not you're not sure if you'll finish it. I mean, I'll, I'll keep watching it. You know, it's a nice half hour on Sundays. Yeah, it's but, very. Uh, but it's not like oh, you know, clear some time out. I got to get to the DVR. No, but it's it's funny because last week I talked about Alan Partridge and that uh, Mid Morning Matters, which was a an online series. But uh, that, um, you know, the Ricky Gervais stuff, the Derek thing that he did, obviously. And now this, they, ha- they have this, it's a very British thing, it seems to be. In, in a, it's manipulative, but not overly manipulative, where they kind of, you know, start to tug at your heartstrings a little bit. And you yeah. see the character in a different light, sort of. And yep. um, they're already kind of doing it with this guy. He's, he's not a very likable character. This because he's so he's just so inept that initially you're kind of you feel bad for the guy and you're sort of on his side, the whole ugly duckling thing. But then he just is so inappropriate. So much of what he says and does that he just doesn't get it. And he's kind of a kind of a self selfish jerk sometimes. Yes. And desperate and desperate. Just just stinks of desperation. So yeah. uncomfortable. That second episode was so uncomfortable. So much of the, the stuff. But but I love his frustration. He's doing a great job with how frustrated this guy gets, you know, when things don't quite go his way. Um, I think it's pretty good. I, uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. It doesn't quite have the appeal of like a Louie or something like that, but still very watchable, very fun, very funny. Yeah. And I think it, it, a lot of it is just relying on him because I just think he's so he's so goofy and goofy looking that that uh, that that takes it somewhere already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff. And uh, what else have I seen? I can't think of what else I've been seeing lately or what I've recorded. Are you going to give that uh, that uh, American Horror Story season three? I don't know. Coven. I did season one, as you know, and I did. I think I did two episodes of the second one. Yep. And I just started to get too disturbed. <laughs> it was just, you know, I would see those opening credits in my nightmares and stuff. And I just, yeah. not in a cool, spooky way either. You know what? Then I'm glad you brought this up because this, this is, it's October. It's Halloween. I love it. You love it. Maybe I love it a little bit more. I don't know. But you posted a picture just the other day of the disgusting antics at Target or Walmart or someplace. That was at a Walmart. Already wheeling out all the Christmas crap. You you made some social commentary there, how disgusting that is as a practice, that we're not even giving the room to Halloween. Um, you know, I, this is the month that I, you know, just between you and me, I get to control the uh, the DVD player just a little bit more than, than usual because I love – Halloween so much it's like well we got to do a scary movie it's got to be scary it's got to be scary movie night it's got to be like every night you know every other night should be a scary movie night every other night is scary movie night at the Lindsay household you're saying well not year round just just the month of right. October in the month of October okay yeah and what I mean by that is it could be you know The Exorcist it could be Tim Burton's The Corpse Bride it could be yep. uh, Paranorman it could be um, the Monster Squad, you know, whatever is around. So I've got a handful of stuff. Um, some of it. Is, are, we, are we still talking about DVD? Yeah, we're still talking. About, <laughs> luckily, okay. luckily, you can't see me right now. 
uh, we're still talking about DVDs, but you know some of the some of the films are you know a little too heavy necessarily. Anyway, between Netflix Instant and just you know because the instant you just kind of, I want it now. I want to watch this thing now. You know I don't want to wait two days for it to come in the mail. You know where do you go? Like if you want to rent The Wolfman or Creature from the Black Lagoon or um, I don't know you know, the blob or some other, you know, something from the seventies or whatever. Like, where do you go now? If you don't, if you don't get it on instant and you don't order it, you know, ahead of time through Netflix to get it in the mail and there isn't something new on Redbox, you know, the machines all over the place. Yeah. How do you, the days, I mean, when's the last time you stepped foot in a video store? Well, they don't exist anymore. Do they? Are they that's what I'm saying. Are they, are they completely I, gone? For the most part, yeah. I think Redbox and Netflix have sort of – I mean, you you know, you can certainly still go to Target and buy movies, uh, you know, and, and get them at the counter at, you know, CVS and stuff. But Well, yeah, but, the you know, what I'm saying, like, it's, it's kind of – I thought about that. You know, I worked at a video store 100 years ago, and I got a lot of my education, you know, my movie education from working at the video store and, and you know, sure. having the membership for a buck a movie and renting, you know, three a night – you know, to, to just, you know, gorge on this stuff, you know, it's kind of, uh, it just, that I, because of the video store, it was such a, a huge boom, such a huge video generation that you'd go in and there's the classic section and there's the horror section and whatever, but you could watch all the Cary Grant movies and you could learn about, you know, French cinema or whatever, where if you were a 19, 20 year old, you know, youngster, now that wanted that kind of education, would you just, is there nowhere to go for this stuff? Would you just have to keep ordering stuff via Netflix? To... I'm going to say BitTorrent, but I'm not going to recommend it. Now, what is, is that illegal or something? That is correct. Well, you can't be telling the kids to do something illegal. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just telling you that's what the kids are going to be doing. So that's your best bet. I'm not. I'm saying that is probably what's happening. You can't if you want to watch, you know, Frankenstein, the Karloff Frankenstein. Right. I mean, if you wanted to watch it tonight, how could you? You couldn't just go rent it. That's that's probably true. That's kind of. I mean, I, but I'm sure. I, you know, I, I, I'm fairly certain there are still options in some smaller towns, and and probably if you drove far enough in L.A., you would still find. You know, just like there's vinyl shops and record stores, you, you'd still find a handful i just in my neighborhood uh the last one closed down a year ago huh so that's uh, but i'm sure they're out there i just you know that's kind of i, I know that like direct tv uh sort of uh, you know put some of that stuff on demand so you can you can jump on there and just grab whatever you want if you do a search oh did you say direct tv oh you oh really yep. oh so i, yep. I can maybe yep. find Creature from the Black Lagoon on the direct TV thing on, on, on the television. That's right. But plus, everyone is running those movies this month, too. So well, you yeah, can just do a search I'm and they'll like, grab them for you. 20 years ago, you, you, if you were in the mood for some scary stuff or classic stuff, you would go to the video store and go through their library and you know, grab a handful of movies. You yes. can't really do that anymore. What I'm saying is a lot of times people don't – they don't want to work that hard to find the thing. So if they can't find it, 
they maybe will, will never be exposed to it. But if you think 50 years ago, if it wasn't playing in the cinema, yes. you weren't going to get to see it either. That's true. That's very true. You'd have to have your grandma act it out. That's why living <laughs> yes. And that got scary, believe me. Yes. Uh, that's why uh, that's why the video uh, generation those and the whole um, revolution, if you will, killed the radio star. Killed the killed the video star. Um, anyway, that was just an observation I was making, so um, I thought I'd share it. Yes. What else is yes. going on? Uh, well, New York Comic Con will have been this weekend by the time everyone hears this. All right. It, it is this coming weekend. And, uh, you know, it's a, that show just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's, I, I, and I get sadder and sadder that I miss it each year. Yeah? You, um, you're you keen to check it out one of these years? I wish I Yeah, I wish I was. There's announcements being made and exclusives to be had. And, you know, my friends are there. What about uh, any uh, – what friends? You haven't got any I got friends. I got plenty of friends. You don't know anybody. Who's uh, are there going to be like celebrity appearances and things and such things? Oh, I'm sure there is. Well, do you do you know of any? Have you? I'm sure Corey Feldman will be there signing all of your Lost Boys paraphernalia. How did he? How did they nab him? <laughs> they offered him a hot sandwich. He's a busy man. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's probably the only show he'll do this year. Yeah, totally. Don't you think? I don't know. Probably... I mean, he he got cleared out of his house the other day. Uh, he did? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I can't remember if it was like domestic, a domestic violence call or something. Some, someone in his neighborhood. Oh, really? Called, yeah. Well, he's got, doesn't he live with a couple of ladies? He does, yes. What's that about? You know, he's, please, he was one of the guys that was in uh, Stand By Me. Yes, he was. So... And the Lost Boys. He was a, was yeah. a um, wait, was he a Lost Boy or was he a... No, he was one of the Lost Boy Hunters. He was one of those two guys. Well, he was one of the neighborhood kids that uh, that was, was already a hunter, that hunted... The, the, yeah, the two Corys. Was, the two Corys. No, no, no. They, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, but the Cory, the other Cory, the one that... Cory Haim. Rest in peace. Cory yeah. Haim, he was the new kid. Right. Yeah, he was the new kid that that Feldman kind of schooled about the neighborhood and vampires and stuff. Isn't that correct? Yes, that is correct. And who was the so kid? Then no, it was just the two Corys were the two kids. No, no. And then there was the older brother, the Jason Patrick character. That's right. No, but there was another kid that hung out with Feldman. There were two kids I thought that educated Haim on the vampire. I think, I think that's your scary movie for tonight with your wife. The and then you come buddy. back and tell us next week. Well, it might be. I actually picked up uh, at Targeta the other day. They had like for you know six or seven bucks, and I'm, I'm shocked that I didn't have it. The uh, DVD of uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, okay, yep. So that one uh, that might be the scary movie for tonight. I don't know. All right, so you were, you were asking who was at New York Comic Con? Yeah, why not? So so you want to know the entertainment guests? Sure. First? All right. Uh, Andrew Lincoln will be there from Walking Dead. We were just talking about him. Uh, Anthony Daniels will be there. We were just talking about him. B.J. Novak. We were just... Who? B.J. Novak. He was on The Office. I don't know who that is. Bobby Moynihan will be there. Bobby Moynihan? Yes. Bobby Moynihan? You you better not say that. You are making merchandise (laughs) based on him. Bobby Moynihan? 
from Saturday Night you Live, know Drunk Moynihan Uncle. Is. I thought you said Chuck Moynihan. No. Uncle. No, Bobby Moynihan yeah, will Bobby be there. Uh, glowy, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Glowy, glowy, glowy Moretz, glowworm. From, from, uh, you know, See, no, kick ass, when I hear those names, girl, when I hear, and Carrie. When I hear Andrew Lincoln and Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. And I've had this conversation with a pal of mine as well. We're trying to figure out just, you know, I'm not saying that even at their level, they would scoff at 10 grand. I'm not saying that they would go, oh, pish, I don't need to do that. But when you hear names like that and you think about what they make per film or per episode, mm-hmm. there must be a pretty hefty paycheck to get them to the FX show, don't you think? This is New York Comic Con. I'm sorry. Right? I'm sorry. New York Comic Con. Don't you think? Uh, well, you know, like Chris Elliott's going to be there, but he lives in New York. But, okay, but still, still to make... Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon's going to be there. They've got to be giving him more than 10 grand. Maybe. Don't you think? Denai Guerra, who is uh, Michonne, she's there. David Cross, David Duchovny, Doc Hammer. David Duchovny? He's going to be there. Felicia Day's going to be there. Frank Darabont's going to be there. No, no, let me, George, add, let me ask George you. Romero's going to be there. Is New York Comic Con, correct me if I'm wrong, is it, is, it, uh, is it truly affiliated with San Diego Comic Con or is it totally different? Totally different. Okay, because at it, San Diego they don't... Generally, you don't really hear a list of celebs that are going to be there. You hear about artists and writers and stuff. But celebs is usually like it depends on what's being, you know, pimped there, you know, for. Right. I mean, there's the occasional signing throughout the floor and stuff. But this is a whole different thing where it's like you, you know, are they still doing the. Oh, they the wizard since wizard folded. Remember, they used to do Wizard World L.A. and Wizard World New York and stuff. Wizard is doing 14 shows in 2014. So they're still they're still doing stuff. Correct. Oh, okay. And that yeah, that that part the magazine folded, but the convention thing split off and it's it's its own thing and still going. Still going, huh? Yep. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. There's actually Gillian Anderson's going to be there too, so it's an X Files reunion. Oh, look at that. Well, you know. Yeah. And we didn't acknowledge it on the on the show. We should have, but it, we just missed the 20th anniversary. I know. Of X-Files premiering. Um, and, boy, if that is an example of just the right thing at the right time and the right couple of people, you know, digging it at the network. Because I, I think after that first season, it was in danger of, of being canceled. Oh, yeah. But um, somebody loved it. Somebody at Fox loved it and wanted to you know, give it some more room. And um, luckily they did. I got, I got to name a few more here. Shatner's going to be there. Sylvester Stallone is going to be there. Shatner. Sigourney Weaver is going to be there. Shatner never does these shows. Will I Am is going to be there. What the what the hell? Zachary Levi, Patrick Stewart is going to be there. What the hell is Will I Am doing at New York Comic Con? I don't know. Norman Reedus will be there. All right, that's that's enough. We're In not, fact, the whole cast of Walking Dead is there. We're not going. So come on. That's just you. Just and that's just the entertainment. You're guest. just going to make that's not the comic guest. That is not the literary guest. You're just going to make yourself is... sad. So, all right, forget it. Look, if it's any consolation, there'll probably be a massive snowstorm, and you won't get out of the city. So just remember that. So don't feel bad about missing New York Comic Con. All right. Um, well. What else is happening? We got what else? Did I got the talked about Python, talked about um, Maca. Hello, ladies. Yeah. Oh, uh, just while we've been talking, news breaking news came in from Variety. Yes. The first the first two series of the year have been canceled. Oh. Or I guess it's the first series. Oh, what's that? 
We Are Men on CBS. Boy, I almost <laughs> I, I I don't <laughs> There were billboards around town for that show. I wanted to punch these billboards. Um <laughs> you know, uh speaking of variety, did you hear the little bit of Harrison Ford news from yesterday? I didn't know. I you well, as, what you, is that? as you know, a couple of years back, Ridley Scott made the announcement about Prometheus. We've since gotten Prometheus, but the big bit of news was Ridley Scott was returning to the world of Alien. Isn't that a big deal? At this, around the same time, he said he was going to make a return visit to the world of Blade Runner as well. Right. Yes. And there were elements in Prometheus that, that got left out that were trying to, he was trying to sort of bridge a gap and make it seem like it was part of the same universe, the Prometheus world and the Blade Runner world. Correct. Yes. But one of the statements made by one of the producers was essentially, the, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the quote was something like, I can't speak for Ridley Scott specifically. I can't tell you what he, but, but if you're asking me if Harrison Ford would be involved with this project, the answer is no. This is a, a, a sort of a, a reboot in that world, a separate kind of story or something. But that was it. Then just yesterday, and we've heard very little about this this Blade Runner thing. There's been very little news on this, like who's writing it and what's happening. This is a couple years ago already. And then yesterday, out of nowhere, there's a little article in uh, Variety where Harrison Ford says, I am talking to Ridley Scott right now. I respect him a great deal as a filmmaker and a person. And I would be happy, I'd be more than happy to revisit the world of Blade Runner and be a part of this. Holy smokes. So I don't know, you know, what the hell that's going to mean. I'm still trying to figure out what they would try to do anywhere related to Blade Runner. Now, if he's talking to Ford, it means, you know, Deckard is still around and kicking. It wouldn't be a different character. Um, I don't know what to think about all that, especially considering what we eventually got with Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's even more dicey to think of where this thing might go. But it just seems like Ford is, you know, he's maybe feeling the mortality. And, and uh, yeah, he's being choosy about stuff, but it's kind of like he's, he's far more open to talk about and revisit some of these things and these franchises more so than he, than he ever has. I thought that was an amazing, especially considering, you know, the relationship they had on Blade Runner and, you know, for the longest time, that was like a, a real uh, terrible time for Ford, you know, making that, that film and they didn't really get along. So that could be happening. With him revisiting all these famous franchises, it's time for me to finish my script re regarding Henry. <laughs> Disregarding Henry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Irregardless of Hen of Henry. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got to get that finished so I can get that. Well, you know, slip that into his. Uh, you're gonna have to run that past J.J. Abrams because he's responsible for that. That's true. So get, well, he's busy. He's not gonna notice. Got to make sure he's he doesn't have something brewing with that character. He's got other things up his sleeve. And there still hasn't been any kind of official announcement from any of those camps from Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, uh, Lando D. Williams, or. Um, or Ford about their involvement. Yes, that's correct. Still nothing. That's right. Yeah, well, very interesting. Uh, and you said something about there may be a, a Star Wars land coming to Disneyland or something. Yeah, they were just. Uh, I, I popped up on the internet today on a, a website about Disney called Mice Chat. 
where it sounds like they're going to... Are you sure that's... that's a, I'm positive. Are you sure I'm that's positive. a Disney site? Like, because I've been to that is. site, and let me tell you, it gets pretty kinky. I don't think we talked about Disney. It's, it is definitely, uh, yeah. Okay. You, you might have clicked on the wrong tab, but, the, you know, the main the wrong, front of the site. The wrong mice yes. chat? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, they're talking about transfer here in Disneyland in California, transforming Tomorrowland into a Star Wars land. Whoa. Yeah. That'd be cool. And, you know, it's a pretty pretty massive project. If you go to micechat.com and, and, you know, check it out, they've got some pictures talking about where stuff will be moved and what they're taking down and, you know, kind of what they're talking about. You know, it's it's not definite. There's not an official announcement mm-hmm. yet. But, you know, these these Disney sites, they get a lot of guys in the know. Well, and, and, uh, and, and, and you know that, you know, since... Disney can't take full effect of the uh, the Marvel thing in their parks yet. That they're certainly gonna make sure that they're they're doing stuff with Star Wars. It's, mean, it's bound to happen, whether it's sooner or later, I don't know. But it's there ain't no way we're not gonna get some kind of Star Wars theme park. But there's there's talk of a, a full size Millennium Falcon that you can maybe walk inside of. What? And a replica of the. Tatooine Cantina. Whoa, that would, serving wait, food. that would be cool. Yeah. Speaking of which, have we, we haven't really talked about this much, but are you familiar with or have you seen all of the deleted portions of the Star Wars DVDs, the Blu-ray things? I haven't seen them all yet, no. I have to tell you. And I, need not, to. I don't want to give too much away because you should see them. Uh, you know, and just kind of experience them for the first time. Two things uh, that I that I have observed seeing these finally. But one um, is there is a, a chunk of footage in one of the Star Wars documentaries, and I think it's the one that came out in 2007. Do you remember that one? It was like mm-hmm. Empire of Dream, or, or I forget what it was called, but it was it was specifically for the DVD set that came out in 2007. Okay. And there's this amazing footage of a longer scene between Han and Leia on Bespin when, you know, he's like, the Falcon's almost fixed and we'll, we'll be out of here. And then she's like, and then you're out of here, right? And it's just right around there. And it it goes on about, he, first he says how you know beautiful she looks and all this stuff. But there's a longer bit of dialogue in there. That's not okay. included <laughs> in the section of, of deleted scenes, which is so strange. But all the other stuff we've heard about from Star Wars and Empire and Jedi is in there. What's interesting about these scenes, uh, the, you know, the, the longest deleted scene is probably like three and a half minutes. The shortest maybe, you know, 12 seconds or so. But for the most part, I'd say about half of these things, it is remarkable how much character stuff – and how much um, sort of I saw how many iconic moments were dropped because these scenes weren't included. It just oh. like you've seen the one on Tatooine, right, where Luke is in the cave. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that one, that right there. Vader is on the new Death Star. He reaches out to Luke, you know, telepathically. Yep. Okay, so there's one element right there that's gone. He's talking to Luke. Luke is in the cave. You see Luke doing the last finishing touches on the lightsaber. Then he puts it in R2, which, you know, leads to that thing popping out of his head, you know, later on in the in the story. And yep. then 3PO says something as they're coming, because there's a longer bit where they come, R2 comes out of the cave, 
And 3PO is like, what about Master Luke? Oh, he's going to, you know, what do you mean? I thought he was coming to, you know, Jabba's palace. It means we're going alone. And as they're walking off in the distance, you see the Millennium Falcon and Luke's X-Wing. Right. It's just really cool. You're like, God, why didn't you put that in the movie? Because, you know, and then, of course, after that, there's the sandstorm where they head back to the Falcon and the X-Wing. There's a great exchange between um, Han and Luke about Han being saved. There's just lots of little moments that added a lot more to the character. There's even a bit uh, on the Falcon in Empire where Leia is tending to Luke after they picked him up on the Falcon and Luke asks about Han. He asks about, you know, carbon freeze. What does that mean? What about Han? You know, whatever. And mentions, and she mentions Boba Fett. And he says, who's that? She's about here. That they never mentioned Boba Fett's name in any of the films. That's right. That would have been the moment to actually say his name. It's really interesting. It's, it's, I love all that deleted stuff, but it's amazing. Just, just how much economy there is in some of these scenes that, could have been included that would have added more to the story in, in very small ways. Then, of course, yeah. there's also weird stuff like the weird scene between Leia and Luke after the Wampa attack that's just bordering, seriously bordering on brother-sister love that's just weird that uh, should have been taken out in light of other events. Did you see that link that was going around last week that was that guy's like 13 point explanation why he believes it was Boba Fett that killed Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. No. I'll have to send you that. No, I saw the thing you sent about the TV series. Oh yeah, the t- that's right. That, that was that, in, that, that was really out. interesting. Yeah. The the scene uh the listeners uh Mr. Pickett sent me a a link to a a thing that got posted a a, a sort of a a teaser. I don't know who it was made for exactly, but it was a, a teaser that Lucasfilm did. For it was kind of a test for yeah. that TV show that they keep talking about. Right. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Is that the kind of thing that's going to get taken down, or did they sort of officially put that out there? Uh, I think with Disney running the ship now, unless they want it out there, it'll get taken down. There was something else that someone was just talking about. Oh, did you see the... <laughs> I saw this story, and I just thought, this can't be real. Did you see that exclusive action figure, the R2 figure that's coming out? No. The pimp R2? <laughs> no. Is it a real thing? It's like 50 bucks or 60 bucks at some show that's coming out. Is this? Am I being duped? I, I think you are. Because yes. the article was saying this doesn't seem like it could be a real thing, but it, in the fact that Disney is releasing that movie, uh, you know, Lost in Tomorrowland or whatever... Yes. They were saying that this could very well be a real thing. I think it's a real thing. You gotta look it up. You gotta you gotta Google All right. look it up because I think All right. I think it may be a real figure. It's limited edition and like sixty bucks or something. Maybe maybe oh. it's it's got like a, a pimp hat and a cape. Did I dream this or did this really happen? I I've I've not heard anything about this. Alright, you gotta but... you gotta Google it, you gotta look it up. You're the action figure guy. I just I haven't been looking. I haven't my search for pimp R two figure. Hey, don't you do a pimp R two search every week? No. How did you miss this? It's clearly this is at New York Comic Con. Yeah, there you go. See. see. What's it say? Let's see. 
This is the Pimp R2X figure that will be for sale by Manly Art this weekend. I told you. At New York Comic Con. I'm going to go out of limb here Call and me say, a liar, will you? Did I trick you? I'm actually at my desk. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is an entirely unlicensed product because Disney generally frowns upon prostitutes and pimp culture. Let's see. So, <laughs> pimp R2 will drop Friday, October 11th, 4.30 to 5.30. See? So it's, uh, yeah, this is this is a custom-made figure. Right. How many, how uh, many they, what's, the, what's the addition run on that thing? Uh, let's see. It's, uh, it's $50. Yep. Three points of articulation. Yep. Removable hat and pimp cane. I told you. Vinyl cape and you. early bird packaging. See? I thought I'd manly art. I thought I'd Well, it's not an official release. It's official it's where I'm concerned. Total bootleg. It's a deleted scene. It's pimp R2. Making making a few bucks on uh, on Tatooine when no one's looking. I told you. Ridiculous. I thought I dreamt it because of all the Advil PM I've been taking. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to take that during the day. Yeah, the PM. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I don't me. tell you that on the bottle. I wish I'd known. Um, anyway, there's the show. What do you think of those apples? Maybe we should. Well, that, that is something. Yeah, now you, you're gonna you're gonna get that pimp R2, aren't you? I'm not gonna be there. How am I gonna get it? You gotta get a mule. Doggone it! You gotta get a pimp mule. I just one other thing. Uh, I mentioned last week, but I haven't got to watch it yet. There is that uh, the PBS uh, show that's coming on about superheroes. Yes. it's gonna be on the 15th. You got an advanced copy, I thought, right? I did, but I haven't watched it yet. It's 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 going to be it's three one hour documentaries. Okay, uh, they're going to show them all in one night on the fifteenth. It's called Superheroes: A Never Ending Battle. Uh, the part one is called Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Okay, and it it covers nineteen thirty eight to nineteen fifty eight. Uh, the second part is called With Great Power Comes Great Responsibility, and that's fifty nine to seventy seven. And then the third part is A Hero Can Be Anyone, 1978 to Present. It is narrated by Liev Shriver. Oh, he does all the uh, Sabertooth. He does all the HBO sports things. He's got a great narrator voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be some, some great people. Adam West is going to be out, Linda Carter, Jeff Johns, Jeff Lev. I, uh, I did a search for that the other day, hoping to you know get it into the queue to record it, and I couldn't find it. It wasn't a... Oh. So I thought I did something wrong, but it's called Superheroes. A never ending battle. A never ending battle. Okay. Yeah. The never ending battle. Uh, okay, I'll look into that. So check that out. I would love to check that out. There was one that was done a few years ago. Uh, actually, several years ago. So whenever League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out, uh-huh. 2008, was it? 2007? Because uh, it was hosted, it was the show was like open and closed by um, what was the woman that did the La Femme Nikita series on television? Television. Uh, yes, yes. She was in about. the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. She kind of opens it, and it's narrated by uh, Keith David. You know the guy that okay. the Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was done on it was on the History Channel. And uh, it's, it's, you can get it on DVD. It's a really great documentary. Uh, it huh. covers the, the history of comic books. 
talks to everyone, uh, and it was really well done. I think it's one of the one of the best ones out there. That uh, you know all the characters, but all the iconic points throughout history and so on and so forth. It's it's pretty neat. Um, I can't think. It's called like comic comic book comic book heroes or something. It's really well done. So okay. it's it's probably on YouTube. Maybe you save yourself a couple bucks. Just watch nice. So yeah, so uh, that's that that about wraps it up. Now I'm looking everywhere for more concrete information about this R2, and I'm actually at the manlyart.com <laughs> website, and there's no information about it anywhere. Well, it's, even on the Manly Art blog, it does not say anything. Well, it's so. not April, so it can't be an April Fool thing. Uh, I guess not. They're probably they're probably keeping it fairly under the radar, you know, lest. Disney, I almost said Lucasfilm, lest Disney, you know, get wind of it and shut them down. I guess so. Maybe so. You know, that that could be. What's this thing you said about nerd shows? Ah, we'll talk about that next episode. All right. Save that. Right. Keep that in the hopper. Nothing else. No, you're good on everything else. I think I'm good. All right. Let's, uh, we'll pick this up uh, next week. Now, uh, hopefully we'll get to a new episode next week, but I'm out of town again. Holy smokes, where are you? I'm back in Chicago, actually. Oh. Yeah. Back to, back to see Alex Ross. We're going to still hang out with Alex hang Ross. Out for huh? four days. No, um, there's uh, a couple things that need to be done. I'm going there for a hit. I have to kill a few people. Wow, okay. So it's, I shouldn't have said that. No. Well, you didn't mention any names, no. so it could be anyone at this and point. I, and I, I shouldn't have said kill. I should have just said hit. That could have meant anything. Um, so, but hopefully we'll get to a show before I, I head out of town. Okay. And we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, hopefully everyone's enjoyed this, this episode, the one that does exist. And you've all learned a little something. I know I have. Every, every week you do. So, That's true. uh, thanks for, uh, 90 episodes of fun. And yes, thanks everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. And well, thank you. And thank everyone else. And, uh, Lots more to come. Here's to the next 90. Jeez. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and just to remind people, because we, we haven't reminded you in a few episodes, we're coming up on 100. Like I said, we're like six or seven episodes away from 100. So yes. um, we're looking for suggestions for how to how to lay that one out. You know? Do yes. we do a 90-minute you know, episode? You know, take a page out of the BBC's book, make it a 70-minute special? It'll be 100 minutes. 100 and it'll be minutes? a new topic every minute. Now, what do we do it in character? Character voices? <laughs> yes. I'm you and you're me. <laughs> we'll switch clothes. How are we going to do this? And I'll answer how I think you would answer. There you go. That might be fun. That might be fun for a couple of questions. Okay. To, to see if we, it's almost like the, the date. The new, it's the newlywed game. The newlywed game. So, uh, yeah, think about that, people, and send us some some suggestions. Yes, do you notice do. how much French I brought into the episode this week? You're very French. Yeah, I'm feeling very French today. It's, a, it's a, such a cultured show. Yeah. So, I might have to put you know some sort of asterisk when we put it up on iTunes saying, also friendly to, to French people. Yeah, hopefully I'm... And, and some Canadian. Hopefully I'm doing it in a subtle enough way that I'm not going to lose anybody. Oh, I hope you not. Know, because the, the French for suggestion, as everyone knows, is suggestion. Yeah. So... That, that shouldn't be too hard to follow. Anyway, thanks again. Hope you had fun. I did too. 
and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, very soon. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bear down. Bye. Shiny. Let's be bad guys. of nature's deepest mystery.